Welcome to Young Adult at Heart, Great YA Reads for All Ages, part of the Camden County Library family of podcasts. I'm Kristen, and with me today is... Alexis, I'm back! <laughs> so excited. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, I've missed this. I miss having you. Uh, today we are doing something a little bit different. Um, we are not talking about a specific book. We are wrapping up our 2017 with a discussion of some of our favorite books that we read and some of our not so favorite books that we read. <coughs> oh, that actually was not my least favorite. Um, and then we're going to discuss what we're looking forward to most in 2018. And okay. I have a few things that I'm actually really mm. looking forward to. Ooh, I'm going to plug one of my friend's year. books because she sent me an arc. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm excited for that. Um, so just to start off, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, a reflection of the year. I feel like introspection and reflection are my two buzzwords for yes. 2018. Yes, and same. The older same. I get, the more I'm like, I need to be more introspective. And yeah. I need to look back and I need to grow from that. Like my January has already, well, I mean, apart from this last week, it's been more peaceful when I think about just trying to be zen and like taking what life was last year and just trying to make it less hectic this year. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Hasn't been working, but the idea behind it has. And it, it helps. <laughs> it's positive thinking. And when you apply this to like different aspects, like reading, you know, it really helped break down like what I read, what yeah. I wish I had read, yeah, um, and what I want to read because you know, as a librarian and as, as a human, like reading yeah. is very important to me. And that's what scared. Like I didn't. I told you already. I didn't reach my reading goals even nearly last year. I'm pretty sure on Goodreads, my reading my reading goal was set to 300 books, and I read. I checked last night. I read 35. <laughs> that's not bad, though. I mean, I know it's uh, a really high goal, but 35 yeah. books in a year is still pretty impressive. Uh, but when I was in grad school, I used to easily reach 200. So I was like, I'm going to up it and do 300 this year. Mm. I'm not in grad school anymore, and I can totally do that. Mm -hmm. And then I started working 60 hours a week. So then I read nothing from June probably up until last week when I started reading again. I think it was 2000. 2015, 2014. That's when I started really using Goodreads. Like I went back and I looked and I had read like 17 books that year. And that, I remember like, you know, being in my mid-20s, like I read 50 books. Yeah. I read 100 books in a year. And it's hard. It is hard. And I came to a realization that reading has to become a priority in your yes. life. Like you have to make Absolutely. time. And um, I am a keeper of a bullet journal and I track habits. And reading is one of the things I track because. I should do that. I track my water. Water and <laughs> reading. Um, because if I don't make it a priority, then it just won't. Yeah. Well, happen. that was a big push. That's why I read so much in grad school. It was a requirement because it was a requirement to hone your craft, seeing how other authors do it, yeah. and applying that to your own writing. Now, since I haven't been writing very much <laughs> either, I'm changing that too. Yep. Changing that. New year, new me, all that other all that other jazz. Other cliche. <laughs> Cliches. <laughs> But I did find this past year that I really like audiobooks. I love um, audiobooks. I was never into them working here mm -hmm. because I had the time to read when I got home. And I, I liked the feel of holding a book in my hand and being able to dissect it like written on the page. I'm very visual like that. But I don't have the time for that anymore. So I got a few audiobooks. I'll talk about some of them later when we get through this. Mm -hmm. um, but I got a couple from here last summer and I listened to them over the course of a couple of weeks while I was at work and let me tell you it made all the difference in the world I felt like I was finally 
not able to read again because it's not literally reading. I, but I, it, it was, it was it's great. reading. It's reading. It's yeah. a show. It's yeah. reading and it's a show. Even better because it wasn't. I want to say it's like an autobiography. I'm not sure what it was technically classified under, but it was mm. a nonfiction book read by the author, and it was the funniest thing. Was it Amy Poehler's? No, no, uh, no I've heard no. great things about her audiobook. No, I want. She's on my list too. No, but I started listening to it again at work yesterday, and oh. I laughed so loud. A couple of people in the cubicles around me asked if I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Many years ago, I had a job, um, like in a cubicle in an office, and that's when I really started like hitting audiobooks because yeah. it was just something. Something other than the same music songs over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, also, like when I run longer distances, sometimes I will put an audiobook on instead of music. Just yeah, it's relaxing. It is relaxing, you know? and it's just, you can lose yourself in it. Exactly. Rather than like, I mean, music with the I'm I'm so in my music background now too. Mm. With the different like cadences and the way the music swells and like it changes the way you perceive reality around you. Whereas with a book, with somebody with like an even tone it's mm-hmm. kind of like asmr you know it, it relaxes your brain yeah rather than having on like you know death metal <laughs> <laughs> it does not relax your brain my husband would disagree with you <laughs> <laughs> he loves his metal me too but i was just listening to the hamilton soundtrack so i mean i'm pretty open with music that's great so my reading goal was not as lofty uh mine was to read 40 books and I would have met that goal almost. Yeah. So, okay, according to Goodreads, I read 39 books because I never finished my 40th book, which was Bernard Cornwell's The Last The, the Last Kingdom. That was the book I was supposed to I – did, I did the podcast with Ryan, and Ryan Lammers picked it out okay, as yeah. our book, and I just could not finish it. But I definitely read over 40 books because my son is now into chapter books, and we read them out loud, and I read oh, yeah. every single Captain Underpants book. Well, then you're and, fine. Yeah, and I didn't count them, and I should have because Captain yeah. Underpants is – my jam and i'm already four books into this year okay and so far they've all been adult well three of them are adult and the fourth one is dogman by dave pilkey who plays okay. underpants and i'm like you know what i'm counting it this year i read this entire graphic novel and i loved it and i, I can't wait to the next one i've never read a single chapter in underpants book but amazing in third grade i mean Sounds ridiculous. In third grade, when I was doing the read on sleep on at school, where you know you stay overnight and mm-hmm. talk about books, blah blah blah, my team name was the Underpants Squad. Oh. Yeah, I didn't pick the name, but I supported the name. It's a great name. Yeah. It's a great series. <laughs> okay, so of my forty books, twenty-one of them were young adult, mm-hmm. and so I do have some stuff to talk about. Um, overall, for the year, did you enjoy? You know, what was written, what you read. Um, did you find there was anything lacking in your books that you I, read this year? I wrote, I don't know if it was just that I didn't read enough of it. I mean, I certainly didn't read enough. Mm-hmm. I know that. But I did not read very much, like, fantasy, high fantasy, anything like oh. that. I read a lot of contemporary stuff. And I don't know if it was just a reflection of, like, where I was in my life. Because, mm-hmm. you know, your late 20s, things change. Yes, so it is. Yeah. But I didn't read, and I usually read nothing but fantasies. And I, I read like Nina. Yeah, yeah. Well, you like your your scary stories. I do. I love my scary stories. I um, the stuff that I loved this year, I loved. But then like everything else just felt kind of lacking to me. Yeah, so it didn't have the spark. It didn't. So for example, you know I love Rochelle Mead. Yes, who did um 
Vampire Academy. Oh, your favorite. It's my, it is my favorite young adult series. And she started a new series, The Glittering Court, and it's completely oh, I different. I about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not fantasy at all. Um, it's about young women that um, are pretty much like learning how to be fancy so they can marry up. They're sold. But they get the choice of who they want to marry. And it, it's not something I would normally read, but I love the author. So I read the first book, actually audiobook for that when I did the audiobook. And I just... I it wasn't horrible, but I just didn't love it. It didn't live up to the standards that I have of Rochelle Mead. Yeah. Um, and then we have a friend, Gina, who recommended like a book, Caraval. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I and and I did book. like it, and I talk about it le- I'm talking about it later on. But even that, I'm like, there was just something lacking. Yeah. I. Last year was just a hard year, I think, for everybody. A lot changing in the world. and Yeah. And then I, I have hard. I have this later on down the line too, but I don't think I realized <coughs> how much of a lack of there, there's no diversity in my reading. Is pretty much what I yes. what I took away from this year. And I pride myself on my diversity. I, I give you recommendations. Good because we need recommendations. Um, so yeah, I'll talk about that more once I get to um that topic because I have some stuff for that topic specifically, but. That's actually a, a goal for this year is to not only diversify my reading, but to really take a look at my library collection that I yeah. am in charge of and that I cultivate. And I want to make sure that I am representing all voices. So it's a good way. Thanks. Good way to go. Thank you. Um, and then before we start diving into our wrap up of 2017, because it's a lot of books, I want to just explain that whenever we do a podcast, I have a website, www.camdencountylibrary.org slash Y-A-A-H hyphen podcast. And I put the podcast on its own specific page and I list all of the books that we mention. And I always put the book jackets and I link it to our catalog. So if you want to borrow the book, it's nice and easy. Um, Most of the 2017 books will be able, will be linked. But once we get to 2018, because they are still so far into the future, there won't be links yet because we have not bought the books. Yeah. So I will list all of the books that we mentioned, and then um, I'll go back a couple times over the year, and I'll just update. So if you're listening to this through the end of 2018, I will have the links. So if you want to borrow them from yeah. our library. And Karen's book should be out by then. I, I don't think it comes out until April. Most of the stuff I have is yeah. later on in the year. Um, there are a lot of pages, so you're probably going to hear me with my pages moving. Alexis, though, is high tech, and she's rocking it on her phone. Alexis was up late and had to type <laughs> it all on her phone. It's all good. It's all good. Okay. Our 2017 wrap-up. First yes. of all, what was your favorite book that you read in 2017? Okay. When I was in grad school, we had to read outside of our comfort zone constantly. Mm-hmm. So I was always pushed to read poetry because I am not a poetry person. It's not my thing. Okay. I just, that's fine. Just not my thing. Have you heard of button poetry? No. It's um, back when I was still on Facebook, it's like spoken word poetry. And they put up videos of the author like reading it out loud. Oh. And Neil Hilborn with his, um, uh, I think it's called OCD. I don't remember the exact name of it. That, po- that poem went viral. It was everywhere. And I loved it. Okay. So I looked at some of his other poems, and I read read the book, and the book was good. But he linked another author mm-hmm. on his, and I've never had a poem speak to me so much before. It was explaining my depression to my mother, 
by Sabrina. I think her last name pronounced with her name. Okay. Um, I bought her book. This is the one I told you I reread 10 times last year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I'm rereading it again right now. I just bought a copy for a friend because I want her to read it, too. Mm -hmm. It's called Depression and Other Magic Tricks. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It came out, I believe it came out last year. Okay. Um, it's, again, a button poetry publication. So they're like a, a smaller publication company. I got it at Barnes & Noble. I'm sure we could get it here if we don't already have it. I'll make sure we have it. It. Love it. Okay. I love it so much. They're short. They're just beautifully written. It's like, ah, oh, magic. Oh, I'm excited now. Okay. It's so good. That's on my 2018 to be read list. I will lend you my copy. Ooh, I love better. it so Yay. much. Oh. That sounds great. Um, what about you? My What's favorite book <laughs> was actually Geekerella by Ashley Poskett. I wanted to read that. It is so much adorableness. Yeah. In one book, um, so Emily, who works at this library, the Voorhees Library, she did this podcast with me, and it was her recommendation, and I just, I just fell in love with this book, like everything, Aww. I love the characters, um, I think at one point I'm going to ask you like what your favorite passage was from a book, and like it came from that book, I loved Elle, and I loved Darian, um, I love that the book had all of these, like, things that we want YA books to hit. So um, it covered a little bit of diversity. It covered some LGBTQ <gasps> relationships, but it was just it was just there. And it wasn't like made a big deal out it of it. It wasn't trying to push in. It, it did not like, push anything. Okay. It just it just this is what it is. Which is good. That's the in representation a, we need in books. In a nice, fluffy book. Yes. About a TV show that's like Star Trek. Adorable. Need I need it. You do. I need, I'm gonna put it on hold when we leave. Today. Oh, you are. <laughs> it, it was the cutest thing ever. So that was actually my favorite book of 2017. Aww. The best surprise of 2017. Did you have one or no? Um, did I? No, but I will say I had two surprises for myself. I apparently like reading books about physics. Oh. Uh, who knew? Okay. Yeah, I I, that's further down in here. In my uh, we'll get to that later. Okay. But I also apparently like audiobooks too. So surprise! Yeah, yeah, they really are great. And I actually listened to an audiobook about physics. So that's awesome. <laughs> Was it Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Was it Astrophysics for People in a Hurry uh -huh, or something like that? Uh huh. I, I love that man. I should listen. Did he narrate it? Yes. Okay, I should get that on audio because I tried to read it and it was even though he like dumbs it down it was still yeah like way over my head so maybe have, i'll try the audio i mean i have a little bit of a science background uh, i must pursue that in college at one point but okay. it was still a little over my head and i couldn't really listen to it while i was working because i needed to focus on what he was saying yeah because i found at one point he was talking about the big bang and then i stopped to do something and listened again and he was suddenly talking about like millions of years later and i had no clue what happened in between yeah so. yeah that was that was pretty <laughs> early on because i was yeah. like i don't understand what's happening right yeah, now take your time with it okay <laughs> uh, maybe i'll buy that one that way i can go back yeah. and forth yeah my best surprise of the year was angie thomas's the hate you give and i don't know why i didn't get to read that but it was talked a lot about in my uh, my author circles mm -hmm. it probably shouldn't have been like a surprise but it was a surprise this is this was my second favorite book I read. Oh, okay. For the year. Yeah. Um, it is not an easy read. Yeah. Uh, it's about um, a teenage girl who um, is 
in the car with her best friend. Um, they are both African-American. They are pulled over. And then her best friend, who is a, a boy, a teenage boy, he gets shot by the police officer. And that's sort of like where the story starts. Yeah. The story starts. And it goes from there. And it's, it was just done so well. And it was very eye-opening. Yeah. You definitely, um, you know, as a 30-something-year-old white woman, like, you see your privilege when you read this story. Um, it's by far the most popular YA book Oh, absolutely. Year. It tops so many charts. It won, won like, all the Goodread Awards. Yeah, won two yeah. Goodread Awards. I can't keep it on my shelf. Like, there's still holds for it. Um, the principal in the school where I work, he read it. So I've seen several of the students carrying it around, and it's nice because it gives us something to talk about. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling it might become a summer reading book. Oh my. And At they're making a movie. Schools. Oh, they're making movies. Yeah, Good. they already cast it. I think they already Good. started um, filming it. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I just, I absolutely loved it. It, like I said, it was not an easy read for me, and it took me a little bit longer. It took me about a week to read because yeah. I would have to put it down and just kind of reflect on what I was yeah. reading. I like books like that, though. Yeah, me, too. me too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Fluffy fantasies, like just, very clearly could never happen books. I love those, too. It's mm -hmm. great to take me out of situations. But books that make you think are books that are doing the right job. Yes. Yes. So I think my one of my professional goals for the year is to find more books like The Hate You Give. And I'll talk about it in a little bit, but Angie Thomas does have a new book coming out in 2018. Oh, so okay. that will be happening as well. Ooh, maybe I should start forwarding you. I still get emails from uh, Wednesday Book Talk from grad school, so okay. it's all authors that talk about books that they've read or books that they're looking forward to reading. Yeah, and I would have great recommendations for you based entirely on that. that would be I'll start forwarding you. Yeah, some books. I, I need to. I need, yeah, I need some stuff. <laughs> Your biggest disappointment of the year. Uh, I mean, myself for not <laughs> reading as much as I wanted to, but not the question still. Uh, a little bitter that you made me read The Chemist. <laughs> <laughs> I was still a little bitter. It was so fun, though. <laughs> I looked back at the books I read, and I went, oh, that happened, didn't it? <laughs> Actually, yeah, that was not my least favorite book. <sighs> my biggest disappointment was uh, Kale Dietrich's The Love Interest. Didn't read it. I had no interest. I think I told... I had no love interest. Yeah, I think I told you about it, and I think initially it sparked your interest, but then after yeah, I got it... Yeah, after you told me... It was a really cool concept. I, I know. I liked the concept. When you, I, I would say the execution wasn't something I was interested in reading. I might still read it one day. I mean, you never know. Yeah. But it, it was like this secret organization that takes kids, um, and then it turns them like into spies, and you become like a love interest of someone who is going to be powerful one day. So it's these two teenage guys. And they're vying for the love of this woman to be, or this teenage woman to be her love interest. Um, and then whoever loses dies, pretty much. Um, but then, like, the two guys start to have relationships, like, feelings for each other. And it sounded so cool, but it just, it felt, it fell flat. Yeah, it was. It was disappointing. I knew yeah. immediately when I did this question that was going to be the answer. I had a feeling that would be the answer you put to The love interest. Okay, uh, book you push the most people to read? Hands down, definitely Depression and Other Magic Tricks. I tell everybody about that book, okay. honestly. Okay. Uh, mine was Everything, Everything by Nicole Yoon. Yes. 
I still haven't seen the movie though. No, but me the, either. The book was really sweet and entertaining, and um, she's a great author. She really is. Yeah. I have to read. Uh, the Sun is also a star because I have not read that one I yet. I started to read that one. I like it so far. Okay, I have to get on that one. Um, but it was just such a, it was just a sweet read, and we didn't have it at my library, so I purposely bought it for my library after that. And yeah. I've seen it go out a couple times. and like, yay! I love knowing that you help teenagers read good books. I'm trying. <laughs> I love knowing that you help. It's, it's, uh, we're working on it. It's getting better. Um, okay, best new series. Huh. I know this was actually I, really hard for me. I don't know. I I guess would it be considered a series? I think I read Shadow Shaper last year. Daniel Jose Older. I, it was either last year. It was or the year, year before, before, but it's a series. Yeah, his new one came out last year. The second in that. Okay. Um, and I started reading it. I didn't finish it obviously yet. Um, but I love it. I love the characters. I love the authenticity. I need to do that one. I know that you keep recommending that yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, it's one of those high fantasy books, and I love all things magic. Yeah, and it's just it's got a cool concept, like the the way the magic system works, and okay, he's an excellent author. He writes so beautifully, well, so I'll, vivid in my mind. I will covers read are it. Gorgeous. I promise, I'll read it. You uh, you won't regret it. I know, I know. Yeah. I'm actually look. I am writing it down right now. Shadow Shaper. Yeah. So I read quite a few, like books that are the start of a series. I didn't realize like until I went back and I looked. Um, but I didn't particularly love any of them. Yeah. So I would say that my favorite was um, Veronica Roth's Carve the Mark. Yeah, I forgot that we read that. We did. And it had its issues, but I, I enjoyed it. And I really do like how she tells a story. Yeah. And a new one comes out this year. And I'll be... Oh, okay. I'll, I'll be, probably pick that up. Yeah, it's uh, The Fates Divide. Okay. And I will be reading that uh, oh, April 10th. I'd love to know who designs her covers. I know. They're always so pretty. I have a picture of her cover. They they are lovely. Gorgeous. And timeless. I'm a sucker for a book cover. I know, I know you don't judge books by the cover, but oh, you I know do. books are always beautiful. That's, that's what grabbed me for the love interest. Yeah. I love the cover art. And I love that they do that because it does draw your eye and I know that reluctant readers will be more likely to pick it up based on how beautiful the cover is. See some ugly covers in my day, and I'm like, yeah. oh, get rid of that. I'm happy that they're starting to, to diversify covers. I know it was a big thing that non-white main characters were represented by white yes, models on the covers. And yes. I, I like that they are striving to make them authentic. That I actually ended up reading a lot about that when we read Carve the Mark. Yes. And um, also when I read The Hate You Get, like yes. I I do I go down my like my rabbit hole of searching and reading. And that came up quite a bit. So yeah. we have a long way to go. But it's... it's I'm it's glad that it's started. getting recognition. Yeah. That, that's how it starts. It takes somebody noticing. Well, I mean, a lot of what happened last year in just the world took people finally noticing things that were wrong. And I'm really happy Yes, that it's starting to get, not nearly what it deserves, but it's starting to become apparent mm -hmm. to the general public. Yes. And I'm yeah. hoping, you know... The, the more voices that speak out. Yes. Yes. Publishers listen. So yes. make your voice heard. Are you a part of the We Need Diverse Books group? I think there's one on Facebook. I, I can't remember oh. everything about it. I, I know the hashtag, yeah. but um, I'll, go, I'll go look on Facebook. There was, a, there was a big push when I was still in grad school. Um, a couple of authors that I went to school with were spearheading that. It's, I mean, it's kind of a shame because you graduated, what, two years ago? Three years ago? Oh, no, am I that old? <laughs> 
Is it, it's been at least two years, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. But if that's when it started. Like mm-hmm. it's, it hasn't gone as far as I know. I it was you would like great. I know I talk about a lot about grad school. It's my golden days. <laughs> um, but it was like being in a little bubble of just what if the world was perfect. That's what it would have been for me. Yeah. A room full of authors talking about diversity and equality and like putting more beauty into the world on the page. Accurate representation. Yeah. Damn. And now I I don't get to have that because I don't get to go there. So Aww. I really need to get back into embracing that and bringing it to the rest of the world. All right. A favorite new author you discovered. Mm. I'm going to attack this one first. Sure. So I didn't discover her this year. I discovered her last year. And it's Lee Bardugo. And she'd actually written books before that, but I discovered her when I read the Six of Crows duology. Yes, I remember you recommending that. I think I might have bought the first one. So I read Six of Crows in, it was, I was at the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, but then I read four other of her books in 2017. So Crooked um, Kingdom was the second book of the Six of Crows duology. I read that in the beginning of last year, and then I ended up picking out her Grisha trilogy on audiobook. Okay. And that came before Six of Crows, but I had not read it until I read Six of Crows. And then um, she's got a new series coming out, probably a trilogy, uh, King of Scars. And that's not coming out, though, till 2019. Okay. But it's the same world. And if you read any of her books, this follows Nikolai Lansov, who mm. was the uh, the Prince King. So I'm excited. I really, I really like her her world building. Yes, and I'm a sucker for world building. I'm you, and that's all you talked about when you recommended it to me and I really need It was a good time. To Six of Crows. I definitely yeah. like Six of Crows more than I liked uh the Grisha trilogy. I liked the characters better. Um but I I really I really glad I'm really glad I found this author. I have to give it a shot. Yeah. Now that I'm making more time to read. Your priorities. Yeah. Um any any Mine. new authors you discovered? Uh, it was a recommendation from from Brian, who used to work here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told me to read. It's called Furiously Happy. Um, it's by Jenny Lawson. This is the one that I, I listened to on audiobook, and I think it's a biography. I'm not sure how it's listed. Okay. Probably the funniest book I've ever read in my 26 years of existing. I'll have to check that on out. On this planet, yeah. My uh, The story that sticks out the most to me, I mean, there were funny funny stories in this book and the audiobook is her narrating it and yeah. so it's great in early on in the book she talks about um she's really into taxidermy and she's got a taxidermy raccoon so one night she decides that the taxidermy raccoon is the perfect shape for a rodeo raccoon and it clearly needs to go on the back of her cat so she's chasing the cat around the house with the taxidermy raccoon trying to put the raccoon on the cat and like her husband comes out to this just noise and he sees the cat run past with the raccoon strapped to its back and he has no clue what it is and it's just it's it's so funny it's so funny i so love I'll it to check it out it's a book about her depression um okay. her i think it's clinical depression uh she talks about some of her other disorders too and it's just how she copes with it yeah yeah talking about her living with it and how she just decided one day she's just done she wants to live how she wants to live. This is great. So I definitely see now maybe more of a push for normalizing. Yes, yes. And this is definitely a book that helps with that. Depression, um, 
because it has anything with mental health has such a stigma around yes. it. And I and that's something else. The more we talk about it, the less of a stigma it has. And I think the more people will appreciate you know, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. Mm -hmm. That's where a lot of the books that I read last year um, came from and why I fixated on that one so much. Last year was a hard year. Yeah. But we got through it. Yeah. And this is this is great. Yeah. Excellent book. So funny. All right, I'll, I'll have to do the audio book. Uh, best book from a genre you don't typically read or was out of your comfort zone? That one was my physics book I read last year. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, seven okay. seven brief, brief lessons on physics. I don't remember the author. I can look it up. It was very short. I think it was around 120 pages. Okay. I learned so much from that book. It was crazy. Like, for example, did you know that time passes differently at different altitudes? So there was an experiment. Twin brothers, identical twin brothers. One lived at sea level and one lived in the mountains. And they lived apart. I don't remember how many years it was. And they got them back together. And the one that lived in the mountains aged differently oh. than the one that lived at sea level, like noticeably differently. How crazy is that? That's amazing. How crazy is that? And this was this wasn't the Neil deGrasse Tyson thing. No. This was a totally different one. Yes. Oh, I need this yeah. title. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I loved it, Very and cool. it was just when I worked here. It was one of those books that it was a new book, and it came in. I said, "Huh, I want to read about physics. I'll give this a shot." Yeah, it was great. All right, that's awesome. Yeah, I will find that title and I will link that one to our page. Yeah, yeah. So I already mentioned it, um, but for this category, I, I put the hate you give again. Um, Mostly because I don't read a lot of contemporary mm -hmm. fiction, young adult fiction. I do prefer fantasy, but also just the diversity. Yes. In this book, um, I went back and I and I looked at any books that I would air quotes consider diverse, and it was really Dreamland Burning, Labyrinth Lost, and Everything Everything. Dreamland Burning had a had two main characters. It was a Ooh, white okay. male in the past, and mm -hmm. then a present-day African-American teenage girl. Okay. Um, but the author was white, which, and we, we did that as a podcast, I mean, yeah. Stephanie, and so it just, it, it really reeked of white saviorism. Mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, I don't really want to consider that a diverse read. Yeah. Um, Labyrinth Lost, they were Latina. Yeah, yeah, and the author is too, I believe, right? Yes. Zoraida Cordova, I think yes. is who wrote it. Yeah. Um, and then everything, everything, the main character, she is, I believe, half Asian, half African-American? From what I remember, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, that, and the author is Asian. But um, really, the, the Hate You Give was the most realistic, contemporary book that dealt with a culture that is not mine. Yes. And it was the best. And you're going to love Patty's Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to love it. All right, Caribbean magic. Okay. It's, it's happening. Yes. All right. Um, most action-packed, thrilling, or unputtable down book of the year? I didn't read very many that held my interest like that, okay. but I did read um, – have you read anything by Amy Plum? Yes. Yeah, she wrote, um, I think it was the the Die For Me series. Yes, yes. Yeah, the Revenants. It was the Revenant series. Okay. Die For Me was one of the books. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Until I Die and things like that. Um, she had a new book that came out. It was called Dreamfall. That's later on down my list. Yeah, yeah. I really liked Did we do a podcast on Dreamfall? 
No. We were going to. We were going to. Yes. And then. Then he. And then, and then I left. left. I'm sorry. We it was good though. It was a good book. I liked it. I loved the idea behind it. Um, it was suspenseful. Mm-hmm. It felt a little bit like. Have you seen Flatliners? I oh haven't my seen. Gosh. Yes, yes. That's exactly what I was thinking when I <laughs> yeah. read it. I haven't seen the new one. I've no. only I've only seen the original, and I read Kevin this way Bacon. before the new one even came out. I do not like Kevin Bacon at all. I don't know why. There's something mm-hmm. about him that's very off-putting to me. Maybe it was that movie. I don't maybe, know, but maybe. it felt a lot like Flatliners. Yes, it does. Yes, it, it's kind of the same, kind of the same storyline. I mean, they're not trying to die on purpose to experience what life is like on the other side, but they go in for a sleep study and things happen and they end up stuck in what everyone else assumes is a coma and they're really in this dream world that is literally full of their nightmares. And it can kill them. Yes, yes. Although, it's never really specified if they actually died. No, the one died. No, the one, she she died when she got out. She didn't die from being in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. true, yeah. true. Okay. So I don't know if it, it's like something that needs to be explained more, but I was unconvinced that that was what essentially killed her. That's the, so the new one comes out this year. Yes. I, never Wake? I remember what it's called. I believe is the name yeah. of it. I looked it up, but I forgot to write it down. Good book, though. It was an I excellent book. loved it. Loved it. That was fun. That was a quick read. Yeah. My most action-packed book that I was not able to put down was Cricket Kingdom okay. by Lee Bardugo. Yes. Because I was very excited <laughs> to read that book. Actually, I think... I it, promise I'll get to it. It probably came out in 2016, um, but by the time I got it, like there was yeah. only like a day or two left, and I knew that... I'm kind of like crazy in that way. Like if I like to have everything finished so that I start my new year like fresh. Like I don't like being in the middle of a book. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to wait. And I, that's one of the first books I read the new year okay it was fun uh most memorable character of 2017 hmm. i have sage from geekerella she's not the main it's character what's that <laughs> it's your baby it is my baby um she is uh the green-haired air quotes fairy godmother of the story she works in um the vegan pumpkin truck and uh, she knows how to. Uh, yeah, she knows how to make clothing, and she knows how to put you know bullies in their place. She was a good time, Sage. And one of my, I guess, downfalls as a librarian is I can never remember characters' names. I can remember like plots and yeah. summaries, but I remember Sage's name, which is how you know she's memorable. Exactly. That's yeah. a, that's a good character then. Mine wasn't really a character. It was mm-hmm. Jenny Lawson's book. Like I can. Hearing those stories afterwards and retelling them, it felt like it happened to me. And I'm like, oh, do you remember that time I strapped a raccoon to my cat and like <laughs> chased him around? It was the time the cat ate a cat toy and then he had a bell hanging out of his butt and I had to chase him with scissors so I could cut it off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know you're a cat person when there's been something coming out of your cat's butt that you have to <laughs> remove. <laughs> Sorry, Chloe. Uh, I mean, she's not a character. It's her actual life. But but you're related to her. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Yes. Um, okay, so most beautifully written book in 2017. My book of poetry. Uh-huh. It's going to be my answer for, for a lot of them. That's fine. Just, uh, gorgeous. Just the way she describes, like, the light on the fridge in her kitchen and, like, compares it to the moon outside and her insomnia and how those are beacons to her in the night. And yeah. just, I loved that book. That's I loved wonderful. it so much. It will be read. So I will read much. it. <clears throat> Mine was, once again, Everything, Everything. Yes, I've heard 
nothing but rave reviews about that book. I really, really, really need to reread it. It's been so I haven't I've never read it. It was written really yeah. well. And there's also like like little doodles and stuff like in the book that the main character does and it just I don't know, it made it more relatable. Yeah. And it was it was nice. And it was a very quick read. I remember taking it out and I remember starting to read it. I don't remember finishing it. So maybe I didn't. It happens. I mean, this was a couple years ago, yeah. so this could have been your grad school years. Possibly. I don't know. Everything's a blur. It happens. <laughs> Thank goodness for Goodreads, because I can't remember anything. I, I know. Read. I looked at Goodreads and went, I read that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Most thought-provoking or life-changing book of 2017? Mm, probably a couple. I read, uh, I read, Ru how do you pronounce her name? Ruby Carr? Ruby Carr? I don't know. She's another um, poet. She, she wrote Milk and Honey, and oh. everybody was talking about that book, and I loved it. It was okay. great. Her voice was so fresh. She, I mean, she's, it's not just another typical white American talking about, like, their life. She, she talks about her life experiences and, like, migrating and her family heritage and, okay. like, relationships and the way that she sees her body and herself. And it's not a young adult book, obviously. Okay. Um but it was great. I don't I don't buy books very often, especially having the library here save so much money and you get so much stuff here. Yeah. I bought that book. I bought it in hardcover. Wow. Yeah. That says something. Yeah. That's that's a commitment right there. It was great. Yeah. I, I got really into poetry this year. That's wonderful Apparently. though. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. I know. Everybody should read poetry. I swear I'm not just saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, one of my uh, one of the students at the school where my library is, um, third grader, he got really into poetry. A piece of the size of the sun. Nice, got him into, very nice. Yeah, got him into poetry. Yeah. So my life changing book of the year was actually not a young adult book. I think I did a pretty good job of keeping it all YA, but this one was not. It was textbook Amy Krauss Rosenthal. I Amy Krauss Rosenthal. Need to read that. I remember when you read that and told me about it. I read it, it in a couple hours. Yeah. It's a fast read. Um, Amy Krauss Rosenthal was a children's author. She died in 2017, young. She had cancer. Yeah. Um, I think she became even more popular before she passed away. She wrote an opinion piece that was published about um, how you should date her husband after she passes away. So Take a second there. It's so sad. It's so sad. So after she passed away, I was like, you know what? I, I, I read a lot of her picture books. We my son and I enjoy her picture books, especially Duck Rabbit. Um, I was like, you know, I really should read this textbook, Amy Cross Rosenthal. And she just, she had magic in her. The way she writes, the way she saw the world, she saw beauty. And I feel like we don't have enough of that in the world. And she has uh, this one part of the book where she talks about on, I think it was in April, I could look it up. It was April 21st. At like 121, you should just text someone and say you love them just because. And I actually put it in my phone. And I remember I was on the beach with my son, and the reminder came up to do your text messages in 10 minutes. So I texted my brother. I'm like, hey, I love you. He's like, I text me because I love you too. He's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm in Ocean City. He's like, oh, I'm actually in Egg Harbor Township. I'm like, we'll come visit when we're off the beach. So, Aww. yeah. So that'll probably be one that I'll. I was not in a good place last year to read that. You'll cry. Yeah. Um, but it's it's not a bad cry. It's 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 a really good cry. Everybody should cry every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Get all the get all the feelings out. It's 
something else. So that was, I just thought, absolutely beautiful. Uh, then hard <laughs> one to get through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, but so I read it in a couple hours. Yeah. It is very fast. Um, all right, your favorite non-young adult book of 2017. Oh, that's a toss-up. I might have to go Depression and Other Magic Tricks because I've reread it so many times, mm-hmm. and every time I do, I pick up something new from it. Mm-hmm. But I originally wrote down Furiously Happy because it was so funny. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I read a lot. I read a lot more in non-young adult than I did young adult last year. My non-young adult books were mostly romancey stuff. Like, so I, I really like J.R. Ward, and J.R. Ward had a couple of new books. She writes uh, vampire romance. Oh, okay, yeah. I think Maybe she's yeah. good, she's a good yeah. time, but I think my favorite one, and it was such a slow burn. It was called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things" by Ian Reed. I I remember you mentioning. That. I really liked it. I had read an article. I think I found it on Pinterest, and it was like ten mysteries to read for people who always figure out the endings of mysteries. Which like, is me. Yes. Yeah. You, when yeah. you read enough, you you learn. Oh yeah. You learn what to expect. Early on, you find the cues. Yes. Um, so I was like, well, this this book was listed, so I thought I'd give it a try, and it just, like, I remember thinking, like, oh, this isn't really too scary, but then, like, I dreamt about it that night, oh. and, like, a couple months later, like, I had a dream about it again, so it's definitely just a slow burn, and it's about a young woman who's going with her boyfriend to meet his parents for the first time, but she's thinking of ending things. You can take that however you would like. And <laughs> it In was a Black Widow kind of way. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, you could, you couldn't make a movie out of it. Um, it. It would not translate well to a movie. I don't know. They made a movie out of that nonfiction book about flowers. Uh, what was that Nicolas Cage movie? I don't know. Like, I can't remember what it was like. The it was a book, an actual book about flowers. Like okay. A nonfiction book about flowers. And they made a movie out of it by making a movie out of them trying to make a movie out of this book. Oh, oh, is it where he, did he have the twin in it or something? Or? I can't, I've read it so long, I had to read it for undergrad back when I was in fiction to film, and we watched the movie in class and we had to read the book. Oh, this comes from me insane, because I think I know what you're talking about. I know, I can't remember it to save my life, but it's like that. Okay. <laughs> no, this, this one just had so much, like, internal, like, dialogue. yeah. I don't I mean, know. They could do voiceover. I, mean, I don't true. write movies. One of them can't even. I could never try. But if, anyway, so if you want something that's a little creepy, and might actually surprise you, because I had a couple, I, I thought I might know how it would go, and but I kept going back and forth, like I couldn't quite pin down the ending until I read the ending, and then you finish it, and you're like, "Huh, is that weird? Is that creepy?" But then, man, it just sits with you. If, like if you're like me and you just like overthink things, I love creepy books. You know me. Yes, I do. <laughs> Favorite passage quote from a book you read in 2017? You can go first, because I forget what mine was. I need to find it. <laughs> Ready? Here we go. Look to the stars, aim, ignite. And that was um, from Picarella. Um, it's the, the book is kind of based on, um, it all revolves around a TV show that was called Starfield. And that was like a quote from the TV show. But it just, it really spoke to me. So I was, uh, I was marathon training for the first time, and that was kind of like my mantra. Look to the stars, aim, ignite. I like it. Yeah, it works. I had, I put up 
a poem back when I was reading Ruby Tower's book. Um, I'm really sorry if I'm pronouncing her name wrong. I've never heard it said out loud, so I'm going entirely off of what I've read. I can't pronounce anyone's name. It's fine. This is true. I'm the same way. <laughs> no one can pronounce my name either. Kristen. Yeah. It feels like Christine. So well, I took a picture of the poem in the book and the drawing. But each poem has its own line drawing in oh, there with okay. it. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, and I took a picture of it and put it up on my Instagram post. I'm not big into social media, so it was a big deal that I did that. Yeah. Um, I can read the poem to you if you want. Is it's it appropriate? Short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no yeah. No. Um, it says, I do not want to have you to fill the empty parts of me. I want to be full on my own. I want to be so complete I could light a whole city. And then I want to have you because the two of us combined could set it on fire. <gasps> oh, I like that. Isn't she great? Yes. I feel like in the world of Jerry Maguire... With needing someone to complete you. Yes. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. Yeah. You don't need anyone to complete no. you. You need someone to compliment you. Yes. That was my big push last year. I was 26. All of my friends are getting married. I don't want that right now. Yeah. I want to be complete on my own. And I loved I loved that. And I read it. I was sitting in my cubicle at work and like on my break and I read it. Like, this is amazing. That, that's perfect. Yes. This is, it's got two little light bulbs oh, next oh, to like each that. other. And then I wrote underneath, and the blaze would be glorious because I am an author too, and I have no self control. That's all good. Know. No, that is that's wonderful. <laughs> Isn't it great? I, another highly recommended book. I'm sure we have it here. I'm sure we have it here. I'm, I'm not so sure about um, the other books that I mentioned, the other two poetry books that I mentioned, but I'm sure we have hers. If hers we if we don't deal. if we don't have them, we will have them in the next couple of yeah. months. Don't worry. Hers hers was, I think, kind of. What put button poetry on like the map? She's her other book is coming out or just came out. Is this Milk and Honey? Yes. Other, okay. Yeah, I, I don't remember what the new one's called, but I know Milk and Honey was a big, 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 big deal when it came out, with uh, good reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. Best book you read in 2017 that you read that ooh that you read based solely on the recommendation from somebody else or from peer pressure. Well. I won't say best. But I guess I'm I'm glad I, I read it and compared it to Twilight. <gasps> they got it! <laughs> I guess. I, I guess. I oh, I was like pulling teeth to get me to read that book. Oh, you read it. I did. You I read did. it for you. Good. You did. Because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I have Dreamfall. Ah, by Amy Plum because yeah, you recommended yeah. it and I loved it and I'm excited for the next one. Good, I love Amy Plum. I, that's not that's her pen name. That's not her actual okay. name. Um, I will not disclose her actual name, but I, I love Amy Plum. Yeah, I, I know her other series, but I have not read it. But yeah. I did enjoy Dreamfall. Um, best world building, most vivid setting you read this year. Mine was Caraval by Stephanie Garber, which was the book that our friend Gina recommended. Yes, um, it's fantasy so it's this other world and it's um this teenage girl they're always teenage girls it's a teenage girl and she wants to go to caraval which is like this traveling show but you need an invitation and she always writes the guy that puts it on and he never writes her back until she says she's about to get married so then she gets tickets but then she shouldn't go because she's getting married but then she ends up going because of her sister and she's looking for her sister because her sister's missing and this is one of those books where i i liked it but i felt like it was lacking something yes but 
the descriptions were stunning. Like, I would love to see this as a movie because it was so beautifully put together as a setting. A lot of magic. I, I don't know if this would count because it's kind of based in current day life. Mm-hmm. Have you read Handmaid's Tale? <laughs> I, I can't bring myself <laughs> to read it, but one day, I, one day I will. I I read that last year. I read that um, in between jobs. I read it like on my phone or like on the computer if I was running a computer. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It was a hard, hard book to get through. Yes. Not that it was bad or difficult to read. It was dark. Yes. Probably the darkest book I may have ever read, which is it's great, crazy because I read horror. The, there, there's a reason I have not yet picked up this yes. book. This book is not posed as horror. It's not marketed as horror. It is not a horror book. It, I want to say it's dystopian. But is it dystopian? Well, it's very relevant. Yes, so. it's incredibly relevant to right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I did I did love that book. Do you want to go another one that is not quite world building? But I read um, another horror book. I read this way early last year, Daughters Unto Devils. Oh. It's. Uh, the main character, she's 15 or 16. Her and her family are moving out west. It's like when the country wasn't really settled yet. Okay. So they like pack up their stuff in a wagon and like she's got her own things happening. She's keeping secrets from her family. Um, and they live on a mountain and like the snow is coming and they need to get out before the snow is coming because they don't have uh, what it takes to survive the year. And like her mother got very ill um, when she had. Her youngest, I think it's her youngest sister. I can't remember exactly what happened, but they move out to this cabin that was abandoned. So if it back then, if it was abandoned, you could just move into it, and scary things start happening. Oh, yeah, it's very obviously haunted. Um, there is a boy that comes out of the woods and starts to visit them, and it's everybody else thinks it's fine, and she doesn't trust him, and it's crazy. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna have to check this good one out. Though. It sounds good. It's good. I consider that crazy world building. That's yeah. definitely world building. Yeah. Um, did you have a hidden gem for the year? Yes. Surprisingly. Did I tell you? Did I? Did we read Just Kill Me for the podcast? Did no. Not? No. Oh. Who was that by? Just Kill Me. Adam. What's his name? Adam Seltzer. Love the name. Uh, she. She's kind of like me. She's into like ghosts. And does like ghost tours, and she is a she calls it a black diaper baby. Okay. Um, she grew up in a funeral home. Her mother is a funeral director. Oh. Yeah. So she's super super chill about being like around dead people and like yeah. death and things like that. And she wants to work at I think it was in Chicago. Um, she wants to work in the ghost tours there. And a friend that she has was running it with her other friend and. They're competing with, like, the big-name ghost tours. It's just them in this one bus, and then it's, like, companies around them that are competing for tourists. Mm-hmm. So they give her the job, and she starts doing the tours, and crazy things start happening. And, you know, the other two work in a nursing home, and people are mysteriously dying. Oh. And yeah. And just kill me? Yes. And I have to tell you, it was really funny. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Was it Young Adult? Yeah. I'll have to check yeah. it out. That it was great. It was funny. I loved the main character's voice. She was very, she was funny. It was, and he sounded like talking to my 15-year-old nephew. It was 
great. Okay. Her little quips. I'll check that out. <laughs> Yay. Oh, good. A hidden gem. Um, mine was The Female of the Species by Mindy McGinnis. Oh, I remember you mentioning that one. I yeah. loved that book. It's teenage girl. <laughs> I think every single description starts out as a teenage girl. It's always a teenage girl. And her older sister. We gets, need more boys. I know. <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Her older sister gets murdered before the book even begins. So it starts off with this main character telling the man that was found not guilty for killing her sister. And then it goes from there. Um, mm. Three three characters, three main characters. I, you know, I didn't write down her, her name, the, the, um, the, the main main character. I remember PK, that was the other girl. I can't remember the guy's name. But she was just such a tough, no-nonsense character. And I liked her. And it was different. It was the most interesting different thing I read last year and I, I highly recommend and it's still I, um, on my to read list I, I displayed it because I liked it and then um, someone checked it out in my library one of the students, she actually wrote a little note on the, I stuck on the book, I'm like I love this book <laughs> hopefully that person liked the book as well. Did, you say, did they love it? Did they come back? To Not yet, so fingers crossed I, I, I do that sometimes when I see something that was really good, no one has ever came back to me, I think I might scare them they're like who is this person? <laughs> Librarian. Well, it's like when you used to do the the blind date with a book. I loved those. They were fun. I loved those. I should do that again. Wrap yeah. up my books and yeah. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Okay, one book you didn't get to in 2017, but will be your number one priority in 2018. Ah, I've already started reading it. Okay. Um, it's my first book of the year. I I swore the first book of the year I was going to do was my friend Karen's art that she sent me. Um, my my class we sent each other books for the holidays. We did an anonymous book swap. I mm -hmm. sent one of my classmates. Impression another magic tricks because nice. it was my it was my jam at the time, um, and Karen sent me two books and one of them was her arc oh that was coming out this year, uh, but I'll talk about that in okay. a minute. Okay. I'll wait. Yes, the one I am looking forward to is the sequel to Shadow Shaper. I started reading it last nice. week. It's called Shadow House Fall. Okay, I'm only about a chapter in so far. I'm intrigued. I don't remember a lot of how the book ended last the last book. Um, I remember bits and pieces of it. So I might check it back out and skim because it's been a while. It happens to me. Yeah. Books and TV shows yeah. and movies. I do. I remember like the big thing that happened at the end, but not the smaller events that are around it. So the way it opened with like the training okay. in a park. And I was like, why are they why are they doing that? But it's it's good. Okay. I'm looking forward to reading it. Excellent. I know that it's a great library. It's the best. I will read it this year, I promise. Yes. Uh, mine was Renegades. It's the new series by Marissa Meyer. Oh, uh, Marissa Meyer yes, wrote yes, Lunar yes. Chronicles. Um, I got Renegades on audiobook. I actually started it, like, the first chapter in 2017, um, but now I am more committed to it. Much like Cinder, I just, it's hard for me to get into, but I have a feeling, like, once I get into it, I will love it. Um, I don't know how many chapters it is because I'm listening, but it's 14 hours long, and okay. I am four hours into it. And I, I like it. It's um, set in the future, and there are people with superpowers. Ooh. And there are the anarchists who are the bad guys, and then there are the renegades who are the good guys. And um, the main character, Nova, is an anarchist, and she goes undercover into the renegades. Okay. Um, so it, it has a really interesting concept, and it will be a series. And I'm sure once I... I'm sure I'm sure I will love it because I do love everything yeah. she does, but for some reason it takes me a while to get into her stuff. I couldn't get through Cinder. It took me two tries to yeah. get through Cinder. 
I started to read it, and then I just found that it, it was liberated, liberating figuring out that I didn't have to finish reading what I started reading because yeah. I always pushed myself to read. I was about your age when I decided it. I yeah. didn't have to read everything. I can stop. Yeah, so I, I decided I just wasn't going to do it. But then you told me you loved it, so I figured I'd give it another try. I just never you yeah. did. Audiobook. Try the audiobook. Okay. That's how I got through it. And then I, I love the narrator. And the na- actually, that's the reason I chose to listen to the book. It's the same narrator. Okay. I like her voice. Oh. Yeah, um, the new one sounds good. I, I would definitely read that. I do like my superheroes. Yeah. That is our wrap-up of 2017. Yes. Um, for about maybe 10 more minutes. <laughs> We're going to just look ahead to 2018. Okay. So um, what book are you looking forward to most in 2018? Shout out to Karen. Her name is Karen Kane. She okay. graduated with me. I believe this is her first published book. I'm sorry, Karen, if I don't remember that correctly. I am starting to have old person brain. Um, her book is called Charlie and Frog. Charlie and Frog? Yes. It is not young adult. It okay. is um, it is a juvenile book. Oh, okay. So it's like it's like a chapter book, but a, a little older. Usually they, yeah. they, they just like anywhere from like 8 to 12 year olds. Yeah, I would say closer to 12. Okay. At that point. Um, I love it. And I, I love her. And I was so excited to open my package and find that book in there. Mm-hmm. I was so honored because I know that she hadn't gotten very many arcs yet. And she sent me one. Yeah, she signed it to me. Oh, that's even better. I know, and I miss her so much. Everybody, read it. She's she's excellent. I will make sure we have copies yes. for the library. Don't yes. worry. Karen's so cool. Karen knows sign language fluently, okay. um, and one of my other classmates did too. And they would speak to each other in sign language. And one of my other classmates is writing a book about a deaf girl, and Karen helped her figure out the signing for it. So when when Margaret was reading aloud from her book that um, it's not published yet. Uh, she's still shopping it around, but when she was reading aloud from it, she was signing. Oh, that's so cool! Yeah, it was awesome. Very cool. Karen, Karen's jack of all trades. Karen yeah. does a lot. Yeah. Karen, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to Charlie and Frog yes. in 2018. Yes. So I would say I I printed out some lists of things that I want to read, and Ooh, is this you are so prepared. I know. There's an author I've never read before, um, M. A. Bennett, and the book oh. is called Stags. It's um, S-T-A-G-S. Well, it's S period, T period, A period, G period, S period. Um, and it stands for St. Aidan the Great School. So um, at oh. St. Aidan the Great School, or stags, new things and new people are to be avoided. The grandeur of the boarding school and the prestige of the students' bloodlines seems surreal to Greer McDonald, a scholarship student who recently transferred to stags. Greer is ignored at best and mocked at worst by the school's most admired circle of friends, the medievals. Greer is taken by surprise when the medievals send her an invitation to an exclusive weekend retreat at the private family estate of their unofficial leader, Henry de Warrencourt. It's billed a weekend of hunting, shooting, fishing. As the weekend begins to take shape, it becomes apparent that beyond the luxurious trappings, predators are lurking and they're out for blood. That comes out this month, January 30th. Look at that cover, top cover. Yes. Yes. I love that cover. I don't know this author, but... I am very much intrigued. So that is probably um, the book I'm looking forward to the most by an author that I don't know. That cover kind of reminds me of the previews for some seasons of American Horror Story. I was like going to say simplicity. a little bit too of um, like the Hunger Games movie yeah, trilogy when yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Katniss oh, was all in, in red. In, and mm-hmm. Yes, and um, Snow was in the white, white with the red rose. Yes. Hopefully, um, I don't know if we have any copies ordered for the library. It's on a list for me to order as soon as my... Um, Budget goes through for the new year, so I'll be linking to that shortly. 
All right. Uh, how about, um, let's see, uh, what series are you excited to see come back in the new year? I, I might not have read a lot of new books this mm -hmm. past year, but I did listen to the entire quartet of the Raven Boys again. The oh, Raven yeah, yeah. Yes. I know you love them. Um, yes, and it was just a great listening to it again. And I pre-ordered Maggie Stiefvater's new book that's coming out. Oh, okay. She's doing a trilogy about Ronan, who was my hand-down favorite character in the Raven Boys. That's I'm exciting. so excited for it. I love her. I love that. You, I love you, her you look so, so much. I love that. Oh, <laughs> she came She came to my school a year after I graduated, and I'm still heartbroken because I was not a student, and I didn't get to meet her, but she drove her sports car up there in the Oh. I, I just remember being jealous. I can't remember when it was. <laughs> she's great. Everybody told me she's a lovely person, and she's just she's smart and funny and quirky and everything I aspire to be. I love her so much. I sound like a crazy person. No, it's all good. That's how I feel about Rochelle Mead, so I get I it. I love her okay. so much. Hands down, the one person I would love to meet. I hope that I hope the books live up to the expectation. They will. She can do no wrong to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, I've got a crazy one. Remember Shatter Me? Yes. By Tahara Mafi? Yeah. She's releasing a book four. Really? Of her Shatter Me series. It's, really? It's called Restore Me. I won't. I have the description for you to read later. I oh, won't bring it out now. Okay. Um, but we've talked about Shatter Me a couple of times yeah. the, over the year over the year in the podcast. And it ended Ooh, with um, a trilogy. It, well, it was a trilogy and it ended. And it, I thought it was done. But she's doing a book four. So I, uh, I'll be checking that out because I really, really? liked very Good nice. Book. And it was a love triangle that ended differently than I was expecting. Yeah. Which yeah. was kind of awesome. I love that. Subverting the uh, the stereotypes. Yeah. So that, that is a series that I am very excited to see continue. I also have that Veronica Roth, her Carve the Mark series, has book two. It's The Fates Divided. And that one comes out April 10th. So I am excited for that. Um. Okay, so what with I read that? I might read that. Uh, I'm gonna <gasps> have the one underneath of it. That's yes. happening next. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay, so which authors have new books debuting? So I'll jump right into that. Um, I can't remember the author's name. Oh no, uh, Julie Murphy wrote Dumpling, Dumplin, um, 2016, and it was a good time. It was amazing. It was about contemporary. It's not fantasy. It's contemporary. Yes, yeah. it's a young girl. Mm young teenage girl she's a teenager and she's overweight um her mom was like a beauty pageant star um the main character was always really comfy in her skin until she meets a boy who's like really good looking and he likes her back and suddenly she is no longer comfortable in her skin so she decides that feeling. she's gonna take it back and she's gonna join this beauty contest and she's really into dolly parton yes and i love i love that so I much jolene I love dolly yeah. Parton. yeah so um julie murphy has a new book and it's called puddin <laughs> so ex I didn't I had no idea this was coming out you just made my whole day mm -hmm. I'm so excited it, it looks really interesting uh, Millie Michael Chuck has gone to fat camp every year since she was a little girl uh, now nah, not this year this year she has new plans to chase her secret dream of being a newscaster and to kiss the boy she's crushing on Callie Rays is the pretty girl who is next in line for dance team captain and has the popular boyfriend. But when it comes to other girls, she's more frenemy than friend. When circumstances bring the girls together over the course of a semester, they surprise everyone, especially themselves, by realizing that they might have more in common than they ever imagined. So that's just they're just a fun read. I'm excited. Yes, I hope it's as funny as the first one was. It was just it was so funny. like it was light and just 
uplifting. I love it. I also have on my list um, Angie Thomas's new book, who wrote The Hate You Give. It's called On the Come Up. Uh, the highly anticipated second novel from Angie Thomas returns to the world of Garden Heights and a story about an aspiring teen rapper and what happens when you get everything you thought you wanted. Ooh. So that looks wonderful. I also have, let's see, oh, Ashley Boston, who wrote my favorite book of the year, Geekerella, has a new book coming out called Heart of Iron. 17-year-old Anna is a scoundrel by nurture and an outlaw by nature, found as a child drifting through space with a sentient android called D-09. Anna was saved by a fearsome space captain and the grizzled crew she now calls family. But D-09, one of the last remaining illegal metals, has been glitching and Anna will stop at nothing to find a way to fix him. Anna's desperate effort to save D-09 leads her on a quest to steal the coordinates to a lost ship that could offer all the answers. But at the moment, a spoiled iron blood boy beats Anna to her prize. He has his own reasons for taking the coordinates, and he doesn't care what he'll sacrifice to keep them. When everything goes wrong, she and the Iron Blood end up as fugitives on the run. Now the entire kingdom is after them and the coordinates, and not everyone wants them captured alive. Ooh, yes. So I am I'm really excited about that one. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I wanted to mention. Oh, you know, we... <laughs> Um, oh, so the second book in the Caravel series comes out by Stephanie Garber. That's legendary. And then I never read any of the other books, but Victoria Aveyard, who wrote Red Queen, that we loved. Yes. Yeah. Her fourth book comes out called War Storm. So I should probably um, catch back up on those. I, I'm not sure that I will. With Mare. It's, 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 it's not a priority, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I feel like I've fallen out of love with it the further that I get from it and, and think more on it. There are better ways I can spend. Absolutely. Yeah. No offense, Victoria Aviard. Yeah. Sorry. It's all good. It's all good. It's, it's not. It's not you. It's me. <laughs> and I. I genuinely mean that. I hate that cliche. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Um. Anything else you wanted to add? No. I'm. I'm glad you have all of these. I, I was excited. Yeah. Um. I am not her biggest fan. Cassandra mm. Clare. But people love Cassandra Clare. They do. I'll give them that. She did. Um. The City of Bones series, mm -hmm. and then there were other series. And now she's got the Dark Artifacts, and number three comes out. And it's called Queen of Air and Darkness. So I don't terribly dislike her. I just, it's not my favorite. She's not my favorite author. Um, but people do love her, and they look forward to her books. So yes. I feel like I would be remiss not to mention that she has Queen of Air and Darkness coming out. But that's not until December. Yes. So you, you got to wait a while. I, I will give her that. She has done an excellent job in, in building a name and a world for herself. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to say sometimes. I don't read her books. Okay. I read a few of them for one of my lectures I had to give in grad school. That's it. That's fine. <laughs> Do you have any reading goals that you hope to accomplish in 2018? Yes. My original goal was 10 books a month. Um, as of right now, that's a stretch and impossible. So I'm currently at 100. Okay. I figure it's a nice flow for me, start back into, into reading. I like it, though. It's a good goal. Working on it. Yeah. Working on it. The, the real goal is finishing my own. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be the best goal ever. Yeah. I look forward to that day. Yeah. Um, my goal is, once again, to read 40 books, but I'd like to incorporate more diversity into what I read. So that will be my goal for the year. Yes, that should be everyone's goal for um, the year get to see the world from other people's perspective, it might make the world a better place. Exactly. And people that want to travel, 
How are you going to travel and not experience new things through through the ways other people travel? Yeah. Mm. Pick up a book. Yeah. <laughs> Cheaper. Yes, it is. Okay, so next month in February, I am back podcasting with Stephanie, who is a teen librarian over at Gloucester. Um, we did a podcast together last year, and I mentioned the book, and now I totally forgot the name of the oh, book, and that's... You, it is What Girls Are Made Of by oh, Donna K. Arnold. Oh, I was going to mention the book that we read last time oh, the together. the one you read last time? Yeah, I and I... I remember I, it. I have it written down. Mm, I have the podcast on my computer. Too it was well. Dreamland Burning. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. So yes, Stephanie yes. and I did Dreamland yes. Burning. Um, she recommended that one for the read, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So she, um, I, I asked Stephanie if she wanted to pick out a book this time as well, and she said she did. So she recommended What Girls Are Made Of by Elena K. Arnold, and that won an award, but I can't remember what word, I'm award. I'm sure. So that will be our book. It looks very contemporary, so this should be interesting. Um. As usual, you can find us online, www.camdencountylibrary.org slash Y-A-A-H hyphen podcast. We also have a Facebook page, Young Adult at Heart, that I have not been updating, but I will be updating in the new year. New goals. New year, new you. Exactly. <laughs> new Facebook. <laughs> um, you can always come into the library and ask for some recommendations. Yeah. People do love giving them. If you see Alexis here, because she is here visiting sometimes. Yeah. Maybe yeah, she'll give I you come a recommendation. In on the weekends usually. So just look for the girl with the crazy rainbow hair. It's all, it's although right for, now it's just a mess. Look for the unicorn. <laughs> Mine is the horn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and uh, I guess that's about it. So thank you so much for coming out. Thank and you for letting me come back. And Alexis will come back again, obviously. Yeah. Oh, you can't get rid of me. No, she doesn't go far. No. And I guess that is about it for me. So this is Kristen signing off.